Bang. We're back. Episode six. Six. We're six into season two. Yeah. How's it feel? Feels good. Feels good. Yeah. Catching a rhythm. Catching a vibe. Feel the rhythm. Feel the ride. Feel the vibe. It's uh something some Jamaican bobsled time. Oh. Bro, tell us about I the wedding, would you? While I while oh I set God, the house guys. on fire. Hey, well, first of all, oh welcome this is the back. Here now podcast. Boom! I'm Dan. And I'm Jan. And, and what we're, we're working on today is not interrupting each other. Oh my goodness! On like yes. a hmm? <laughs> <laughs> on like a uh, beyond podcast. Also, just like communicating in general is just active listening, and it definitely shows more in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, when we talk, we get really excited, and mm-hmm. I and you did make a good point that it is just natural to like want to interject and share your excitement for the thing that is being talked about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we're working on that. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, this weekend we went to a wedding. It was sick. And it was awesome. It was unreal. We got to help out so much and we are helpers. Like we love to give and do what is expected of us and kind of just be the people that uh, relieve other stress. And then it causes us to stress. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was um, it was a couple friends of ours, and they were. It was cool. I I really appreciated how they did their own thing. Mm-hmm. They tried to simplify it as much as possible, like stay within their, you know, like it, it was just really cool, and um, it was really intimate. It was not chaotic as like a from a sober person's perspective. Sometimes I go to weddings and like. I just get overwhelmed with the chaos. Like people are drinking, they're going so hard, it's so loud, and like I'm sober, so like I can hear everything all the time. I get really overstimulated, really overwhelmed. And um, this wedding was dope. Like after the ceremonies and stuff, it was like cool meal, just like, and then every like we played cornhole. It was just so relaxed. Music was like playing softly. It was just, it was really cool. I was in the wedding, which was fun. Excuse me. I got to wear a suit with suspenders, which was good. Yeah, I felt like a fucking boss with those <laughs> suspenders on. It was fun. It was a really good time, and yeah, we got to we got to help out, which was good. Yeah. You know, we had a great time. Yeah. I did. We both had hangovers. Mm-hmm. Mine was from alcohol. Alcohol. Yeah, I get like uh, <laughs> like uh, social and like when I'm at a wedding, like I'm I'm nicotine. I'm nicotined out. Uh, I'm. When I get like so super bad social anxiety and if there's food around, I just like eat because it's something to occupy my mind. So I just get like just general wellness hangover. Yeah, yeah. But I took care of you. You did. Yeah. Got us some McDonald's breakfast, some coffee. Didn't let me rest. Well no, that's not true. We rest we slept in. Um and then uh, we were on the couch till about one mm-hmm. being you know? lazy, you know, like after you have a, like when you have a hangover, you don't really want to do much. Mm. Like your body is like, okay, you should get up and go do this and that. But I just took the first half of the day to not do anything at all. Like I was in and out of sleep. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when With all the cats. even sometimes when you're sick, like you just go on the couch, fall asleep, wake up for a little bit, fall back asleep. And you're not, it's not deep sleep. You're just like napping pretty mm. much. Fever dreaming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we did that. Um, yeah, that was our yesterday. We went grocery shopping. Yep. And then today I started a roast. So mm. that's going to be ready in a couple hours. And I'm so excited. This is the oh. first roast I've ever made. And I think it's mm. going to be, I think it's going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't want to get my hopes up too high. It's going to smash. Because I know sometimes roast could be like weird. Like it's either like not uh, flavorful or mm. it's not, I don't know. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'm excited about it. But let's uh, let's jump into colors. Yeah, colors. Uh, what we do is we pick a color, match our last couple of days, maybe mm-hmm. to a week. Um, put a color to it and kind of explain why we feel that color. Mm-hmm. It's a fun little thing that we do. Take us away. Hey, my color is gonna be orange today. Mmm. Yeah, I'm feeling kind of like um, tense mm. and anxious but thriving mm. i don't know <laughs> i don't know if that makes any sense but i'm like i have been like and we'll get into it um during this episode but i've just been very stressed 
but excited for what's to come and excited for what we're doing in the present. You know, mm. we're really honing it in on saving money, on formulating a plan. But with that comes a lot of anxiety. Mm. And I'm feeling that. I, yeah, I'm in it. A lot of future. Yeah. A lot of future. Um, yeah, thank you. Orange. It's funny, orange means two different things. I mean, for you and me. Yeah. <clears throat> Orange usually feels good for me and like creative mm -hmm. and like kind of in tune. But I can see orange being yeah. tense For also. me, orange kind of looks like a rubber band super stretched out. Mm. Like, and you know when like you stretch out the rubber band and it gets kind of white. Crackly. Yeah. yeah. That's that's my orange. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, my color would be today. I don't really. Mm. I'm like a spooky gray. I'm a spooky gray. You're in your spooky I'm like era. I'm like weirdly excited for Halloween. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like the fall, which I feel like I usually am not like typically like looking forward to Halloween. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for Halloween. I'm excited for fall. Some weather change here. Mm. Um, I think like... <laughs> wanting weather change and like kind of uh a little bit more forced to focus on things indoors uh and like you were kind of tapped on like was like we have a lot some planning to do you know and, and when it's indoor time and the weather kind of gets shitty out here it's like okay time to commit to routine mm -hmm. or you're in trouble yeah. you know like there's it feels like there's a larger consequence to not committing yourself to things right. you know what i mean yeah. like so in the summer here, it's beautiful, and, like, I don't necessarily care if I work out that much because I'll be uh, golfing or fishing or doing yard stuff mm -hmm. or we're going on little hikes or yeah. doing stuff like that. But when it gets shitty out, there's not a lot of activities mm -hmm. to do. So it's, like, then we start to get our cardio back in. Mm -hmm. Food is very important. Right. Routine kind of gets a little, you know, mm -hmm. there's a little bit more consequence to it, which I think I operate better in, mm -hmm. you know, right. when the stakes are high. Yeah, especially I think that we both operate in that space better because we're just able to uh, – a mental health is huge for us, mm. you know, and once – like when that is the priority, I feel like it's a lot easier for us to go about our day. Mm -hmm. Everything yeah. else seems easier. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right, and in the summer we kind of get laxed about the whole thing because the sun is out and we're like, oh, you know, we can go do this and that and kind of mm. push it off to the side. But when it's all sad outside, you're like, oh, my God, I really have to get it all together, mm. you know? I think also uh, rest. Like when it's mm -hmm. nice out, you don't want to rest. Like uh, how many times this summer have I been like, okay, I'm not going to go mm -hmm. golf. I'm mm -hmm. not getting up early to go fish. And then I'll do it two days in yep. a row. And then yep. I'm like a zombie need a by break. Sunday. Yeah, I'm like, fuck, you know? <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I like the, the, the rest piece of it also comes into play, too. Um, little charge, you know. We're, uh, we're 12 months out. Um, let's get into it. We're, we're, yeah. we're, it seems it's weird. It's like this weird thing where, like, you don't want to plan. Like, you want to go too far in the future. But mm -hmm. realistically, we're 12 months out of you getting out of the military. Mm -hmm. And, like, that transition as far as thinking goes, which I think is going to be the hardest part, mm -hmm. the thinking, the planning, mm -hmm. the outlining, mm -hmm. the beginning process of mm -hmm. that, the overwhelming mm -hmm. sensation. I don't know about how you feel about mm -hmm. it, but that feels like the hardest part to me because, mm -hmm. yep, okay, it's a year away. But we we realistically, we have to start yeah. thinking about it now, making choices now. And then one thing I struggle with is thinking about it, making choices and then stepping back from it because that's all that needs to happen right now is like, in, in my opinion, is like some choices and some planning, put it down and then like continue on here for a little bit and mm. then come back. See, I'm opposite. Let me hear it. I'm like, think about it, plan it and do it and mm -hmm. like keep following through until you get to where you want to be. Mm -hmm. Because the way I look at it is I, so I get out of the Navy in exactly a year, about like October 23rd of 2023, next year. Mm. So we have a full year of, ahead of us, and I look at it as the seasons. So we are coming into winter, and it's supposed to be a very dark winter. So in that period, there's things that we could be doing to prepare our move, you know, like getting, like, um, getting rid of stuff that is excess. Like we have a lot of excess materials, like 
just start to clean out gradually. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you get like, uh, what is it? Spring, winter, spring, Mm -hmm. right? Um, the spring where we can like deep clean. I'm like six months out from there. I could start doing a lot of paperwork, doing a lot of, um, physicals and just a lot of, uh, stuff that's required for me to do before I get out the Navy Mm -hmm. that could start at six months. And then we get into summer where it's fucking hot and we have to start packing and like, all these things have to be done. And I think that we work better when it's planned out instead of trying to do all of that shit like within the last month, you mm-hmm. know, because we don't know how that's going to look. Mm-hmm. We don't know if I'm going to be able to leave early. We don't know it, what kind of jobs we're going into or what kind of house we're going into. So I think that it's better to like gradually like plan act on that plan and follow through and kind of maintain that baseline energy. So that way when we get to that point, it's a little less stressed because uh, like a hundred percent, we're going to be stressed out Mm -hmm. like throughout the entire process, but any little thing that we could do to alleviate that stress and kind of make it easier on ourselves and the animals and our family, like I'm sure our family is like stressed for us, you Mm -hmm. know, and they want to help and be here for us. Um, So yeah, there's a lot, that goes into it. And this past week, I went to TAPS class. It's um, a re- it's like a three-day course that's required by the military. So every branch pretty much does it. Um, and they kind of teach you what to expect during this transition. So they give you a lot of resources um, for what benefits veterans have, what to expect when you're getting out, like how the job market could be, how the housing market could be. It's a lot of information to retain over those three days and then to retain for the entire year that you are doing this transition but I really enjoy having all of those resources and all of that information so that way I could relate it to you Mm. and then now we are both on the same page you know Mm. so there's stuff that needs to be done you know like do I want to like there's a lot of choices that need to be made you know as there is in in our our entire lives but Mm. These are, these are like, um, and this is, that's funny because the walk in the park, kind of has something to do with this, but these are mm-hmm. defining moments, defining choices that are going to alter life as we know it in the present. You know, mm-hmm. we're here in Washington in this very quiet town and we're kind of like, we know our surroundings. We know what to expect every season. I'm going somewhere that I've never even seen before, you mm-hmm. know, and I, I'm going somewhere doing a different job than I've been doing for the last six years, Mm -hmm. you know, or potentially going back to school as a full-time student, having a part-time job. And there's just a lot that needs to be considered. And I feel like, um, taking it slow is very important. And I appreciate you for like being that person. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like, okay, we need to slow down Mm -hmm. and it'll happen as it happens. But then I'm like, no, I need to figure it out Mm -hmm. because there's, I'm just so overwhelmed. I think that's a good balance. Yeah, I think that is is a good balance. Mm -hmm. You are a hardcore, and I do like to plan. Mm -hmm. I really do. Yeah. But I just plan very differently. Right. Like I said, I plan, I do my best to let go. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of just, when I feel it start to rise, I act on it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then I plan and I let go because I have so many things in my head all the time anyway. So for me to like remain blah, 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 blah. And also we're stressed out about very different things. Yeah. Like I'm going back home, home. Mm -hmm. Like East Coast is my home. I've lived in Maine. I've lived in Massachusetts, Connecticut. I've lived up and down everywhere. Mm -hmm. And also... I can do any job. Mm-hmm. Like my resume, which is so funny because like <laughs> I always used to be so salty, but like, you know, you work these jobs and that's a whole thing. But so yeah. my resume is great. You know what I mean? Like I, I've done landscaping. I've built houses a little bit. Um, I've been a chef. I do, could do social work now. Like I can go do, and I have so many resources out there, friends, family. So it's like, I've never felt like I, I'm only stressed for the actual logistics of buying, selling, renting animals cross country mm-hmm. and being supportive of mm-hmm. you for my own shit mm-hmm. on that side. I'm good. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Cause I told you from the jump, like, I mean, you have been back and forth about be like this conversation of the military has all of you getting in and out has been going for like two years. Yeah. And I've never, 
I can honestly, I've never pushed or been like, well, why don't you, mm-hmm. I just play an active mm-hmm. support role. I don't, I'm just like, Janessa, mm-hmm. make a choice and we'll adjust mm-hmm. and we'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. And so I've told you from the jump, like if you want to get out and like, sure, the security of like your military salary, X amount of dollars and all of that. I tell you from the job, like I'll go work three shitty jobs yeah. for the first year until we figure it out, you know? So it's just like, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I stress about, uh, like I said, just like the logistics of everything. I don't really know what it's like to buy a house. I really don't know what it's like to sell a house. I don't know what's going to pop up all of these things. And mm-hmm. so I guess where, where I say I plan and then I let go <clears throat> because like i said we're, we're worried about two different things mm-hmm. i'm not worried about a job yet mm-hmm. because i can i'll go out there and build houses just to get money coming in mm-hmm. i'll go out there pump gas to mm-hmm. get money i don't care mm-hmm. you know what i mean just to get some money coming in and so job is like okay boop, out of my head mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, familiarity boop, out of my mm-hmm. head support resources family all these things are out of my head you mm-hmm. know and so why i say i'm like okay plan like most of my thoughts around planning are buying, selling, uh, logistics of like renting mm-hmm. when we first get out there for a few months mm-hmm. and like keeping mm-hmm. track of the market, having conversations with people mm-hmm. and then just whatever pops up with you mm-hmm. and like be supportive, mm-hmm. you know? So like right now we can't buy, we can't buy a house. Mm-hmm. We can't sell a house. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> we can't rent a house. Yeah. I can't apply for a job out there. Mm-hmm. Um, And all this stuff has to be done. So since we can't do it right now, because Mm. thankfully we have, we could utilize the VA loan once we like, once we go to buy a house again, but with the VA loan, it's like in my mind, it's, it's more practical to buy a house just like we did here, buy a Mm -hmm. house before we even get there and then easily transition, move stuff in gradually, you Mm -hmm. know, and have something to do. Um, But since, I won't like right to as of today, I don't have a guaranteed job a year from now. Like who does? So applying for a home using the VA loan without proof of income or a job that kind of resembles the job I have now. um, It's really hard to imagine that we're going to get approved for a home, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's just tiny, tiny things that need to be considered and, um, and timed, correctly for Mm -hmm. them to happen and i know like in my heart i think it was probably it had to be like 10 years ago where like my god universe whatever told me like no like no matter what i'm not going to fail like Mm -hmm. i'm going to succeed and overcome like i'm not going to be without i'm going to have all the necessities like something told me way back when i don't remember how why whatever Mm -hmm. but and that has been true it was like somehow the universe God has always given me the most, I don't know, practical scenario, the most seamless transition Mm -hmm. out of like, every time I look back at the, on these seasons of my life, it has been like, like, um, just really, it just flows my, Mm -hmm. my life. I'm blessed to have my life just flow. And I have faith that we're not going to be you know, put out on our asses or like living out of our car, you know, that that's mm-hmm. like, oh, um, what is it like a, a irrational fear? Almost? What is, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't, um, if that's, if that's what mm-hmm. you're looking for, mm-hmm. then the word would be irrational. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but I know that something good is going to be there. We're, no matter where we go, wherever we choose to go, we're going to be okay. It's just hard for me to visualize what that looks like and Mm -hmm. that's what happened and it's crazy because that's how it goes for a lot of things like for this podcast for merch that we want to put out for the jewelry that i'm making like it's hard for me to visualize the future of any of that stuff because how the fuck are you supposed to just like make some picture that Mm -hmm. hasn't even happened yet we had a we had a pretty long discussion about that the other night right i think we were talking about a number of things Mm -hmm. laying in bed Mm -hmm. And you got upset with yourself mm-hmm. that you couldn't visualize mm-hmm. things out in mm-hmm. front of you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I was like, well, who like who says you have to? Yeah. Like it's not a yeah. it's not like a, a lesser quality of a person or yeah. like something to be upset about that you can't close your eyes and see what's out in front of you. I was like, because even if you're trying to, like someone like me, I do. I try mm-hmm. to close my eyes and I see I I do typically visualize mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. 
But I, then on the other side of that coin is like where I, I told you, I was like, did you even think about or imagine living in Washington right. and like all of a sudden being like, I think we should buy a house. And then a week later, like having a house just literally fall into our lap that met every single need. Right. Uh, they paid closing. There was not an argument. There wasn't a, a detail out of place. It was like, oh, I think we want to think we want to get a house. Yeah. Here's a house. Here's the easiest transition Here's the realtor ever. that is of our dreams. Boom. Like, <laughs> and then house, you yeah. know? So like, who the fuck cares if you can visualize or mm-hmm. not? You mm-hmm. know, it's... And, and without getting too off track, like maybe like over... over Like trying to visualize it so much might even stem from like a control thing. Mm-hmm. Like you're trying uh, to imagine your future so that you can be prepared mm-hmm. and try to be mm-hmm. ready for mm-hmm. all these things. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Who's uh, Andre 3000, you know what I mean? You can plan a pretty picnic, but you can't predict the weather. Right, it's like right. you can try to control and plan and plan and plan. And that's my outlook to come back of being like, touch it, leave it, come back to it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I'll plan something, leave it. And if the weather's right, then I'll attack that plan. You know what I mean? But I feel like you're very good at seeing something through. Mm. Like when it comes to the merch, like Mm -hmm. you know what you want it to look like Mm -hmm. and how to keep going about it. Mm -hmm. You know, like you can kind of like, I don't know, in my head, I imagine you can already see the end result Mm -hmm. and how the details around it are, Mm -hmm. you know. But that also nips me in the ass then. Yeah. Because... My Your expectations, my expectations, okay. uh, perfectionism, like, and it's like, and then I get, you see me get really upset, mm-hmm. like more than anything right now mm-hmm. when I'm trying to, we just got the press again, <laughs> new screens and like we switched up the style and stuff and because we're trying to get this fucking merch out and like I get so aggravated so fast mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's that thing and that's what happens. I have these expectations I have this perfectionism in me that is like, if it doesn't do, then, you know what I mean? And uh, so, yeah, it's a positive. Like, I can see things through. I'm very good at problem solving and I'll figure out a way because I do have an end product in mind, Mm -hmm. but not being so rigid over here with that end product because Mm -hmm. I am rigid right now. And that's why you see me getting so aggravated so quickly. And I don't. It's not going how you visualized. Yeah, that. And I also don't like. feeling inferior and mm. like like I, I i don't like feeling like i'm not good at something like something is out, outsmarting you or yeah and, and i'm an instant like i'm an instant gratification mm-hmm. person and like that comes in many different forms that comes in like okay i've never screen printed before let's do a four screen multicolored garment and if it Execute doesn't it. Yeah, and if it doesn't if it doesn't go right I'm a failure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm very hard on myself in that regard. So mm-hmm. it's like now we've we've I hate to use the term dumbed it down, but we've dumbed it down to two colors. We've simplified it, we've readjusted. And again, our spent last night didn't really get to where we we would mm-hmm. have hoped. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm even more upset mm-hmm. because it's like I had this grand four color idea it's not working. We've adjusted, you know, we got happen. humbled by that fucking thing. I've learned, okay, take what you've learned now apply it. And it didn't work again. So when I get pissed when I'm not good at stuff, I like to be good immediately. And that is a, a character flaw of mine. That isn't, but how I react when it doesn't um, work out that way. What if I'm not good right away? I'll be like, I'll get aggravated and then I'll just avoid it. Mm-hmm. But I'm staying in the pocket with this <laughs> shit. I already have like multiple other avenues of trying to make it work. It's just going to cost more, but it's neither here nor there. But I yeah. I have a question for you. Yeah. So how does this, um, how does me getting out of the Navy affect you? Like, how do you mm. feel about it? Like, what are your stressors? I or... have so many feelings yeah. about <laughs> it. I really do. Um, I think one is gratitude. Mm-hmm um for what you've provided up until this point um i'm very grateful for that uh, because without you choosing to stay in the military through covid and especially while i and our partnership wasn't even like we weren't this deep in it Mm -hmm. yet like we were we were in love Mm -hmm. and we were touching it Mm -hmm. but we hadn't grown into it yet so for you to make the choice when you made the choice to buy a home and essentially invite me to come 
make it home with mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. while I was going through a mental health crisis on the other side of the country, not being able to give you answers. Mm-hmm. The only answer I could give you was like, Janessa, make any choice that you feel fit for yourself and I'll come meet you. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You had at that time, it felt like my dog, yeah, Paxton. Yeah. You had my dog in your hands. like And all your possessions. Everything. My <laughs> car, my everything. Yeah. You had, other than my physical self, you had everything. And so very grateful for the choices that you made. And, and now we're here. We're in Washington. I've, we've met so many great people. We've had, we have so many memories. Like, who the fuck? Would you ever imagine living up on an island in Washington? Like, no ever, fucking way, you know? dude. No, fuck no. Owning a house was never even in my mind. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know how we would have gotten there, you know? So all of that, gratitude, and then gratitude moving forward. Like, mm-hmm. <sighs> I need my family, and yeah. I need my people, like, mm-hmm. really badly. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm at this age, my friends are having children, and I, it hurts me on a daily basis to not have met Liam and Olivia's baby, to mm-hmm. not met Cody's baby, to met to meet my nephew twice. You know, it's mm-hmm. like things like that. Mom and dad are getting a little bit older. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like my dad just had really intense neck surgery and like mm-hmm. not being able to be a phone call away and a two hour drive to go see him. Uh, my mom, you know, stuff like that. So it's like, I've been, I'm really grateful for that, that like mm-hmm. you're open and not only open, but so excited to go to Maine is, is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm terrified, <laughs> you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I am, I am scared about the lack of security. You know, I didn't realize until we had a discussion the other night, kind of like roughly looking at houses, price points, stuff like that. It's going to be a shift and it's going to be a hard, it's going to be a grind. And I know all of that, but then it got like solidified. Is that Jack? Jack so is our cat is outside. Huh? Should I love no, he freaks out in oh. here. I wonder <laughs> if they can hear him. He's so sad, dude. No, but I'm excited. I'm scared. Um I'm motivated, you know. What keeps you like um afloat? Like what makes you what gives you hope? I think hope itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't know I, I, my relationship to hope is that you just have it, mm. you know? I don't know if you necessarily need to have a reason to have hope. Mm-hmm. You just, uh, I, I have a tough, I have a weird, it's a funny thing you asked about hope. Cause I have a, I think sometimes hope is like, if you just hope, then you feel, or it's like an admission of like not being able to do the things you want to do. Like if you're just relying on hope, it's like, Anything that you want without action is nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just that. They're mm-hmm. just thoughts. Mm-hmm. So hope without action, faith without action, um, trying to manifest without action, all of these things. So uh, what keeps me going would be the fact that we're here right now. Yeah. You know? That's nice. Just knowing that, you know, uh, I just, I don't know. I carry hope with me everywhere, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I just always kind of stay hopeful uh and motivated and i'm i'm very excited Uh, it's just maine is beautiful and what gets me the most excited or maybe the second most excited is i already know you're gonna fall in love with maine and Mm -hmm. with like the portland area um so i mean that's gonna be dope you know (laughs) yeah that's gonna be dope the dogs like little things like watching indy be fenced in the small yard when she needs to be she wants to like hunt stuff in the woods. She wants to go smell everything. Paxton wants to be out in the woods. So like finding a home that they can like be in the yard and then go get lost in the woods for a couple hours and come home. Mm-hmm. Shit like that gets me really excited. All of the little things has has been really exciting for me. Mm-hmm. And then, so yeah, I would say fear, gratitude, hope, uh, motivated would be like my four core things of where i'm at right now and overwhelmed yeah <laughs> throw that in there overwhelmed but only overwhelmed when i'm gripping the wheel too tight because it's hard to stay present it's is it, hard is yeah, just it's, just yeah. um it's hard to not look at houses and imagine an entire well, life every night. Every night. <laughs> imagine an entire life in this house that is gonna sell in a week mm-hmm. you know and not be there and not be there and it, it, it could be tough to like 
be here Mm -hmm. and clean up the house Mm -hmm. and go get groceries and like do all the things that are in our routine Mm -hmm. on the certain days when they have to do them. Because sometimes we get so caught up in the future that we kind of forget about our present Mm -hmm. and about our immediate surroundings. Yeah. I feel like, um, the last month, I feel like as far as home goes, we kicked it on autopilot. Dude. We were just like feeding the animals was just like a brain. Like everything was super just get it done. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I feel like we were really on autopilot. I agree. And then I kind of feel like in the last few days, it actually feels like, like we talked about, I, um, I've been fishing a lot. I've been out of the house a lot. Um, not, and when I'm in the house, I'm exhausted. Mm -hmm. And so I think my, we talked about like my presence was a little, you know, needed. Yeah. And like I deep cleaned the house the other day mm-hmm. and like it feels like, okay, everything's, yeah. Because for, back into it. for a while, a while here now, a laundry was kind of sitting in the, like clean laundry would sit in the laundry basket for a couple of days, you know, like, and we're not the type of people to like let things sit around, mm-hmm. but we just got caught up with like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it would be. I just think, Dude, we're tired. And like, <laughs> the laundry sitting tired. in the basket, like, okay, sure. But, like, what's the worst? Yeah. Like, so what? Give yeah. yourself that. Like, yeah. what? yesterday, dude, we sat on our phones. Oh, my God. Janessa and I don't typically, like. Veg out on the phone. Uh, and we did it When we're all in the morning. same room together. Yeah, we did it all morning. And then we did it all night. I stayed on my phone until, like, 1.30 at night. Me that too. was the longest I've consistently been on my phone without doing anything my else. My eyeball started to hurt. Yeah. But, it, I mean, and we, I said that. I was like, we've had a day, huh? And you're like, what do you mean? And we talked about it. Like, we didn't do much today. But then, in hindsight, like, we also went grocery shopping, picked up the press, dropped off all the wedding stuff. Tried you, to do merch. You cleaned up. We did a merch attempt. Yeah. But, like. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's how our shit is. Yeah, but... And then, like, it's, like, um, what time? Like, probably 9, 10 at night. And mm-hmm. we're both on the couch. It's been probably, like, three hours that we've just been on our phones. Scrolling. And then I look over. And I'm, like, oh, shit. Like, is this bad? And I mm-hmm. look at him. And I'm, like, is this bad? And he was, like, no, dude. No, like, never let's it. fucking do it. Yeah. So, we did it. And yeah. it felt good. It was. It was it was fantastic. Yeah. It was good. I feel caught up on life. Now. <laughs> Kanye's on one. You know what I mean? Gas prices are high. Rush is going Rush crazy. Is off. There's war. Um, so yeah, I'm all caught up. I'm good. Now I can turn my phone off. But uh, let's have a break. My throat hurts and I need to pee. Let's have a break. Yeah. Uh, we're going to thank our, uh, our, our sponsors of the... Oh. One... What? 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 <laughs> Uh, I won't talk about it yet. Okay. Because uh, we don't. I gotta talk to that guy on Tuesday. But anyway, um, our ad sponsor is Fall Spooky, Spooky Season. Be at. We have a pumpkin candle. Yeah. Hey, I might go get pumpkin vibe stuff. What about? I wonder. <laughs> we were talking about carving pumpkins doing an episode. That'd be cool. I wonder if that's is that too vloggy. No. What no? if we put out a vlog? Let's uh, go to break here. <laughs> um, Would you guys like that? Tell me. Um. Thank you, Fall. Thank you, Season Change. Thank you, Janessa. We'll be back. We'll be back. I gotta go pee. We're back from the break. Come on, son. We're back. We try to get uh, we try to get Jack in here. He wasn't was having not it. having it. He doesn't like it in here. He freaks out. Maybe it's the um, overwhelming amount of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot going on. <laughs> I have all of his hair in my mouth right now. I'm not pumped about it. All right, walk in the park seat. Walk in the park seat. Walk in the park seat is when our friend, mm-hmm. um, co-worker, mm, business partner, colleague, <laughs> um, we have a running note with him, and mm-hmm. he kind of just uh, builds off ideas and topics and things for us to talk about. And we kind of just pick whatever is feeling um, good for the episode. Mm-hmm. This week we have, um, what is an achievement right yeah i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna pull up the okay. the exact here i wrote down a, a note but it, you can't fucking read it yeah <clears throat> he says uh you have a best like short story or an achievement defining moment something that made you feel great and something that you think is worth telling <clears throat> no you go first i don't want to go do it <laughs> job ain't done yet <laughs> you know what i mean defining moment job's not done what do you mean by that it's a mom book. <laughs> Job finished? What? Job ain't done I'm yet. so abused. <laughs> I'll show you later. Okay. Um, in an interview, they're asking Kobe about something. He said, 
job finished. Job ain't finished. Yeah. So um, having said that, uh, I don't know, dude. Let's pick one. Um, probably just getting sober was was great. Your defining moment. Um, <clears throat> or your greatest achievement, something like that. Yeah, I think uh, it, it was a defining moment. It made me feel good, um, and I think it's worth telling. Mm-hmm. It's an achievement. Mm-hmm. It, it's just it's all of them. I right. mean, <clears throat> that share. There's a lot of parallels between that and going through the. <laughs> mental health crisis i wish it was like a fun more fun way to say mm-hmm. it but when my brain fell out of my butt um when your brain had a party yeah i there's a lot of defining moments in there i think i'm really hard on myself uh i don't want to be too uh toot my own horn here but i'm really really hard on myself but on the other side i'm never gentle enough on myself but like going through that and being able to bounce back in the amount of time that I did being able to learn, take my diagnosis, learn and like then kick it into overdrive and kind of continue on was good. But so quick story, um, getting sober, I'd been all fucked up. Um, I don't even know. I mean, some, pe- I feel like most of the people <laughs> like in my day to day life only have ever known me sober and like this way, but I used to be a fucking lunatic, you know, um, drink like a lunatic. I used to just rip Coke. Uh, I would rob people, steal from friends, family to, to be able to afford drugs that I needed. Um, heard a lot of people did some wild stuff, um, in active addiction and, I was just a liar more than anything. You know, I was like, that was like the most common threat. I just lived constantly in this web that had other webs of other webs of lives uh, of lies, you know? And, uh, I think it kind of started to get out in my town that I had a problem with pills, uh, and opioids and shit like that. And, and it, it trickled into like, people's parents lives and knowing and like caring and you know it got really fucking bad at the end um i was sitting in the car uh and i was like okay i'm almost out of money um i'm doing a lot of drugs per day that i can't afford i'll probably realistically be doing heroin next week and like this is the internal dialogue and i was like and i can't just like touch something i was like and I know that this, it's this, this open can of worms that's about to be mayhem. I was like, and I'm probably going to start sniffing it. Realistically, me being who I am, an extremist, I'll probably be shooting heroin in two weeks. You know what I mean? And probably dead in three. You know, it was like, was the, the, the conversation I had sitting in my brother's alt, uh, uh, like com- dialogue I had with myself, sitting in my brother's car, sniffing what was like the last of my money. And um, a couple days later, I was on a bender because I, I was just started drinking like a fucking lunatic because I, I was going through withdrawals because uh, I didn't have drugs. I had no money. When I had a bender, it was like, uh, I think Memorial Day weekend, I had been drunk for, I don't know, four or five days, same outfit on. Don't think I'd showered. I had like got cuts, bruises. I was all fucked up. I'm at a bar uh, on Memorial Day and it's absolute chaos. I, I didn't sleep the night before I stayed up doing Coke. I probably laid down for 20 minutes, woke up, did a bump of blow, started drinking again, went to the bar like 9am and I was all fucked up. And I bumped into a friend's dad at a bar at probably around one in the afternoon after being fucked up all day. And he was like, Hey, really sweet guys always been a a really nice guy and i bumped into him he was like danny so good to see you you know he started talking and he confided in me and he was like hey listen like i know you've had your trouble with like opioids and stuff like that in the past and um how did you beat it you know how did you get past that like you you know and uh as you were fucked up i was dude i was fucking in a blender you know i mean at that point i think i probably had um, I'd done a couple K pins that I had in my pocket from like the days before, you know? So I was like, I was all fucked up. K pins are like, uh, benzos, you know what I mean? Uh, Xanax or Kalana pin, just something to really fucking send you. But anyway, um, I was all fucked up and he was like, yeah, you know, and like in the back of my head, not even in the back of my head, I immediately went into liar mode. And for like, 
I would say 12 minutes was giving advice and like, yo, like, yeah. Cause he told me, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I left that apart. He was like, uh, one of my, um, children out of the blue, we just found out is like a heroin user just out of nowhere. He's like, what do we do? And I was just like, you know, be supportive and you know, this and blah, 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 for like 12 minutes. And I swear, like, we're in a bar with hundreds of people. You can't move. And, like, everything just went so quiet. And, like, I could hear, I could feel my, like, heartbeat in my head. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just, like, the softest, most gentle voice was, like, just be honest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And just without even hesitation, just stopped myself. And I was like, you know what? And he was like, what? I was like, I'm full of shit. I was like, I'm fucked up right now. I was like, my life is a disaster. I was like, I'm doing fucking eight Percocets a day to like level out. Like, and if I'm not, I'm drinking, I'm sniffing Coke. I was like, I'm, I'm a fucking mess. You know what I mean? And he just like, kind of like took a step back and he was like, well, why don't you go get help? (laughs) (laughs) And no one had ever suggested it so gently and so judgmental free and so it was just like a an off like an offer you know and like threw it up to me and i was like you know what i'm going to and like i in that moment shook his hand i think i don't know whatever the details said thank you walked outside called everyone in my family and was like i relapsed i've been getting fucked up for eight months i've been stealing um i've been you know what i mean all this stuff um we had like uh you know my mom and my dad my brother and my sister we all met at like a park and i just told them i was like i'm out of my fucking mind i hate it i want to stop I've been wanting to stop. I've been lying, um, but I'm done lying. I was like, this is, I put all my cards on the table. And they were a little pissed. You know what I mean? Because I, you know, you know, um, (laughs) they were pissed a little bit, but more so they were loving. And anyway, um, in in that moment, I started taking accountability for myself. Mm -hmm. And um, I like called detoxes. Uh, I couldn't get a bed in detox for like, four or five days so i'm withdrawing at home all day uh not sleeping uh shit and blood just like fucking gnarly um but yeah started taking accountability and i think that was a very uh one the defining moment was like okay ah, be honest you know and then from that f- point forward it was like now take charge in your own life like you have this this fucking addiction deeply rooted into you and if you don't square up, square up with it every single day, it's going to kill you. It was just like, so now become accountable. And I mean, from that point forward, I've just been very accountable for my actions. Um, I try to be better, more accountable with my words. It was just, it was a beautiful moment. And I'm grateful for that person, um, that person's father who was like, hey, why don't you go get help? You know, and, and grateful for everyone along the way. But yeah. It's a beautiful story. That's Thank one of my you. favorite stories that you tell. That was a good one. Yeah. yeah, it was good. It was fun. It's been a fucking ride, you know? Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Seven years sober. Woohoo. Bitch. But uh, shouts out to God for that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I got. Cool. Hit me. What do you got? That was really, like, it's really hard to follow. No, you're going to be fine, <laughs> Janessa. No, but I guess, I guess mine is kind of similar, just without the drugs. Without the drugs? Yeah. Um, it was, but it's not even a defining moment. I think it was, it's like a string of events that happened over a couple years. Mm-hmm. I was living like really, really fast, not being a good human being and didn't really know who I was, you know? So I was just kind of trying on versions of myself. Mm, love that expression. As, as like, as a young like young woman going into life, you know, just mm-hmm. experiencing life as it was. And I was probably like from like 18 to 21, just living so fast mm-hmm. and experiencing so many things that like people can't even imagine experiencing, you know, like I, I don't want to like give away like too much of myself uh, when I talk about it. But um I think that my mom was actually the first person to like be genuine about like me facing myself mm. and being honest with myself. How do you mean? Um, because 
so during these couple years, I'm I'm in relationships with hor- like not horrible people, but mm-hmm. not doing great things with with the men that were in my life. Mm-hmm. You know that I was in relationships with just very evil things. You know, um, things that like you don't want to do because you're because I'm afraid of the karma that would come with those things. Mm-hmm. But um, my car would like break down. My I would get flat tires all of the time. I remember um, I fell asleep behind the wheel and I got into a car accident. And my mom kind of just looked at me one day and was like, you need to slow down. Mm-hmm. She was like, if you like your thing, she kind of put it into like a metaphor, I think, or mm-hmm. like a figure of speech. But she was like, look at how fast your life is going and also look at your car, like your means of transportation mm. and what these factors around you are telling you about your life, about your lifestyle, about the people that mm. you surround yourself with. Like when you're with these people, what events happen when you're around them? Mm-hmm. Um didn't she ask you, didn't she point out how fast you're driving? Yeah. And she was like, look at how fast you're driving. Mm-hmm. And then from that back up and look how fast everything mm-hmm. you're doing. Is, right. right? Yeah. So fast. I would go like, I would drive 120 on the highway like mm. at night with an open bottle of booze in my back seat, And like, I would be so drunk mm. driving home at like seven in the morning trying to get there. I would walk into my mom's house because I lived with her at the time I, when I would be so hammered and she would like, I, I didn't know that she was perceiving me in these moments, but the next day she would be like, um, or, or she, every now and then she would tell me like, she was like, I'm so glad you made it home. And I'm like, I wonder how she like picked up on this when she was asleep. Mm-hmm. But like, she fucking knows, like she could smell it. Mm-hmm. She could feel it. Um, and I feel like everyone else besides my mom kind of was, was kind of just like that man was, Mm -hmm. you know, like, like opposite from them, but like Mm -hmm. everyone else is kind of like judging you in a negative way or like, um, your lifestyle is, is less than, Mm. you know, but for my mom, it was like, she seen me for who I was just Mm -hmm. like that man seen you and was Mm -hmm. like, here's an option. Like, Mm just get your shit together yeah, not a little like bit a force feeding yeah, yeah yeah it was never force feeding and and it's crazy that she didn't she wasn't that way because i was living in her home mm-hmm. but she also respected that i was a, a woman and i was a grown adult and i was going to make my own choices it was just up to me to kind of like grab life by the horns you know mm-hmm. so i think um my big like defining moment wake up call was when I was leaving someone's home that like was not very good for me (laughs) and it was like like eight in the morning or something like that and I was so tired because like the night before I didn't get any sleep I was probably drunk like waking up Mm. and I was blasting music trying to wake myself up and I was on my way to take my ASVAB like the test that gets me into the like the naming gives me my job Mm. and I'm in like bumper to bumper traffic because I left their house late mm-hmm. uh, and and I'm like dozing off, dozing off, dozing off. And then I just smack right into this car and I'm mm. like, fuck, like I can't like do a hit and run because we're in traffic. Like where the fuck am I going to go? So mm-hmm. I got off the freeway. You're scheming. I was scheming so already. Which way I gotta go? Yeah. yeah. And I didn't have insurance. So like I just gave the cop like any insurance card I had and hoped that it worked. And I got away, you mm. know, and like, because I didn't have insurance, I didn't hear anything from the person that I hit, you know, mm-hmm. and it was just super grimy. And I think from those cluster clusters of moments in life where like life was really ugly and I didn't have faith in anything, like I was very like, um, I, I, I idealized, mm-hmm. idealized, idolized, idolized, um, killing myself, you know, so many times I fetishized. I don't no. know. Idolized. I think. I think instead of like, um, like desiring, mm-hmm. s- like suicide. There's a word for it. Sorry, I yeah. can't figure it out. But it's not like I didn't commit suicide. I wasn't attempting suicide. It's something like idealizing the idea yeah, of it. Correct. You know, yeah. um, and just like in a very dark place. And I think my. I don't know. This is very long winded. Sorry. No, you're fine, you're a baby. <laughs> but um, yeah, just. Yeah, I got to stop or I'm going to cry. Mm-hmm. 
So you living fast. Yeah. Reckless. Reckless. Um, going hard. Mm-hmm. And like People everything your, around yeah. my, around my life is like crumbling and yeah. showing like a direct reflection of who I am it's, as a person. And you can't deny it anymore. No. You can't not see it anymore. Right. And now it's like fuck, you yeah. know? And two things can happen in that. Mm-hmm. You can double down. Exactly. And go even harder. Exactly. Or you can have that defining moment yeah. and start to pull yourself up by the bootstraps. And I think that's why like even though I want to get out the Navy and I want to like experience a new life, mm-hmm. I am don't. still so <laughs> grateful for it because it has taught me a lot about myself and how right. I as about how i am as like a person and an employee like what i want out of life mm-hmm. and like there was times when like before i joined the navy where i was like if i like if i don't switch something up and if i don't commit to something else like mm-hmm. this is going to be my life and like I would have to like take time mm-hmm. to accept that. Like if you want to live like this, you have to accept it and you have to like be willing to like go further into the, mm-hmm. like the darkness yeah. about it, you know? Yeah. You have to, cause like you said, like once like, I feel like with anything you do, like sometimes directly the results aren't there or you're not seeing them. There, and then they start to catch up. Your mom starts pointing them out and then you can't unsee it. Right. And that's what we're talking about. It's like, and I was the same kind of my conversation of self sitting in the car, breaking down the fact that I could pen- most likely if I start doing heroin, I'm dead in a month, you know, and you being like, OK, am I going to accept this quality of life and continue making these choices? Mm-hmm. You know, both get to like that fork in the road right. and you have to exactly do what you did. You know what I mean? And be like, okay, am I going deeper into the darkness? Am I going to live faster mm-hmm. and just live in the absolute chaos? Because I could succeed yeah. at that. Like 100%. I can make a living out of that mm-hmm. and, and make a life out of that. And I would like imagine myself with kids, like still living that life. Like, mm-hmm. fuck, that's so like mm-hmm. gnarly. Yeah. You know? Just living on, you got off the cash in your pocket. Yeah. Cause yeah. you got mad cash. You know what I mean? Making like quick moves, everything. Da, 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 right. da. You know what I mean? And that's a tough that's a tough choice to make. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, I think if it wasn't for uh, just to relate to you, mm-hmm. I think if mine <clears throat> wasn't about like dying, uh, like overdosing and dying, mm-hmm. I could have succeeded too, whatever yeah. that looked like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the succeeded is a loose word. It is. I could have lived that life. Because success isn't always like shiny and beautiful and no, like no. so prosperous. No. You know? Like if you, I have a kid, the kid I used to get high with, you know what I mean? From my town is like, he's, I, I, 98% sure he still gets fucked up mm-hmm. and like, and like still lives that life. And like, that is success. That is the tr- if that's what you want and you're making the choices to get that you're succeeding yeah, in doing that, that and then you're 100 right like being successful in getting the life that you want doesn't it like it could be fucking gnarly mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah and so yeah you're 100 right like you can succeed at at living a fucking like chaotic uh crazy life mm-hmm. you know it's just so funny dude because you've told me <laughs> oh, i won't speak mm-hmm. on it but you've told me stuff that like we're so fun. We're so opposite. Yeah. Where it's like, hi, this is me. I trauma dump. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, this is me. Know everything. Mm-hmm. And like, take it for what it is. And, and either like me knowing everything or don't. And mm-hmm. let's go in our separate ways. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or if this is something that, you know what I mean? Whereas you were the slow burn. Mm-hmm. You told me like bits and pieces mm-hmm. and bits mm-hmm. and pieces. And then the more we got into it, I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah. No way. Yeah. You know? And so you got some, you got some gangster in you, which I enjoy. <laughs> I like that. You know? Um, but yeah, beautiful defining moments. It's it's just getting the opportunity to make a choice and making the choice that you think better suits like the higher version of yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. beautiful defining moments. Mm -hmm. And I'll also say, like I was thinking about it in the shower. I try not to think too much about what I'm going to say, but I was Mm -hmm. thinking about in the shower and like the job not done yet thing with Kobe. Um, all right, P. Uh, but I think that is a big piece. Like I'm never, no moment, no defining moment, no accomplishment, no uh, outcome is ever going to be enough for me to stop Mm -hmm. wanting to be better or like change or grow into something different. Like Mm -hmm. there, I don't, 
I say that now without children, but I think that probably would be likely to change w- with children, N- not drastically, but as far as um, like, what do you mean, like, uh, like ah, oh, this is it moment, like okay, I'm done. Yeah, like, um, and I don't, I don't know if anybody ever feels that way, but like, I don't have a checklist of things, like one through ten, and when mm-hmm. I get to ten, mm-hmm. I feel like okay. You know, I don't have that. And I think you kind of opened my eyes to that recently when mm. you were like um, one of your clients in, in their 70s, you mm-hmm. know. 70. Th- oh, yes. Yeah. Um, a, a client I work with her. And like at that age, you're still going through it. You're, yeah. steer- you're still experiencing life like us in our late 20s. We're like, once we're 70, like mm-hmm. we're going to retire, like no. live our best life. But no, like you don't stop living life. She was 72 and she wasn't even directly my client. She was like a client's relative who I had to go stop. And she was like, she just asked me to come in. She was like, I need like a therapy session. And I was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> Lay it you know? out. Yeah, let's go. And it's it was wild. That's why I said to you, like me being... Um, 29 her being 71 both struggling with the same thing Mm, mm -hmm. she was like i know the things that i need to do in order to love myself and to feel whole and to keep moving and she was like but why won't i give them to myself (laughs) if you're looking for answers bro like call me when you get them because i I was like i don't have an answer for that you know Mm -hmm. i was like but um you know it was more just a listening session than anything um but yeah it's crazy you know there's just, I don't know. Weird. <laughs> was like, I was talking to two of our friends at the wedding, mm-hmm. uh, older older couple, and we were just talking about everybody just pretends like nobody has any idea. No. We're just all trying. We're all just trying really hard um, to live a reality that we find is suitable for us, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think if we can start to relate that we're all in that headspace, though some people have millions or billions of dollars, that's the reality that they're choosing to live mm-hmm. and that they have gone after and mm-hmm. successfully gone after. And if you don't want that and you see yourself on a smaller scale, just know that at the core of all of the decision-making that this person went in that route and you went into your route, it all starts from nobody knowing a fucking thing. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. And if we can all get better about that, and like you know i think we'd be less uh cunty towards each other (laughs) we'd be less judgmental um about people's choices decisions lifestyles just like you know it's just like it's always somebody and maybe this is just me and how i how i perceive everything but it just always feels like it's always something versus something it's Mm -hmm. never just something is and something is it's always uh meat eater vegan you know what I mean? Right, mm-hmm. left, uh, like in, you know, I don't want to go too deep into it, but we're all humans. We're all fucking loosey goosey and just mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. Right. You know, that's how I feel. Um, we're going to do a real quick struggle bus. Yeah. I think we've kind of already talked about yeah, it. Yeah, I feel that like transition. we rolled a struggle bus. But w- yeah. why don't we just. Um, how we're going to get off or try what to we're get grateful off. for in all of this gratitude. Yeah. A gratitude sure. piece. Um, I feel like this episode was kind of heavy. It was a he- yeah. Maybe. But I think that you guys will like receive it. Well, yeah, I don't know. I think character development, you know, I'm grateful for that. <laughs> yeah. Like all the ebbs and flows, you know, w- when you're, when everything feels calm, you know, it's beautiful. And then, when it's fucking a little stormy out there and you're floating on a door, you know, there's reflection in that. How'd we get here? What do we do to, to not try to get back here again? Mm-hmm. Um, and also creative ideas come from change and from my brain. Like if I'm just doing the same, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not, I don't feel very creative because things need to knock around in my head a little bit. So I'm grateful for, for just character development, mm-hmm. you know, that's it. My Sims uh, creator is doing a good job. <laughs> uh, I think I'm grateful for... Mm, um, those defining moments. Mm. You know? They, mm-hmm. they come at you... Like, they can... They seem to come at you super fast. And, like, 
I try to like slow down time so that I could see them coming. But I'm really grateful for that and grateful that, <laughs> I don't know, we just like, we're out, we're out here living life. Mm-hmm. And some, like you don't know what's going to come next. And I think mm-hmm. that's like the most, the coolest part about life, you know? Mm-hmm. But even though it stresses me out. Yeah. 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 I'm grateful for you guys Come for tuning on, son. in. Thank you guys. We're gonna, Thanks for uh, going on the ride with us. Yeah, we appreciate it. Dude, I never, whatever. But if you watch it on YouTube, we do need the likes and the subscribes to the channel. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, like, subscribe. Kind of get into the uh, like algorithm and monetization. Is that mm-hmm. what the word is? I think so. We're just trying to get, we need to get more activity on the YouTube. You know, <laughs> that's all we need. Yeah, I try we to really reply do. to comments uh, like uh, once a week mm-hmm. and just see who's tapping in with us. And mm-hmm. thank you guys for commenting. Yeah, I don't even care if you tell me to fuck off. You know what I mean? No. Just get some action in there. Just no, anything. but yeah, no. like, subscribe. Yeah. We, we love that. And maybe we'll do a vlog. We'll get Dan to do a vloggy vlog on the channel i just don't know what it would be about we would carve pumpkins hey give us ideas yeah vlog ideas so i can say no um (laughs) we love you guys love you thank you Bye. bye